Welcome to this week's edition of the SoCo Show. I'm Seth Ott, and with me here is Cody Michael. Hello, everybody. Oh, man, we got a jam-packed show for you. It's episode eight. Eight. It's a big one for us. Uh, you decided a few weeks ago that eight would be a significant anniversary for Did us. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Was it two months? Is that what I said? Yeah, two months we've been doing yeah. the show now. Uh, I got cake for it. You did get cake. Yeah. yeah. For those of you who uh, maybe missed last week's episode. Uh, Go listen now. A week ago was Seth's birthday. And uh, he turned the big 2-6. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we had a fun day. Pretty mellow, but mm-hmm. uh, a good birthday. Yeah. And, uh, Crazier weekend, probably. Yeah, the weekend was wilder, but we, we're still working on cake and pie yeah. from last week. Uh, some very generous folks hooked us up with some treats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been getting fat for the last week, especially over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Labor Day long weekend. Did a little lake beach getaway uh, with some of our buddies for a friend of ours bachelor party. Mm-hmm. It was a hell of a time, man. I love those big... Uh, Every once in a while, you got to go out and get just wild and crazy one time with the boys. Oh, you know? just just one time. <laughs> <laughs> had more beer than one person should possibly have. I think we had four trash can bags full. It was a, it was the most beer I've seen consumed <laughs> by one group of, of people. Yeah, uh, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, and it was a good time. We had some good weather. You know, enjoying the last bits of summer here. So yeah, um, good to be able to get outside while we still can. And a shout out to our buddy Mike. Um, he's getting married here in a few weeks. It was his bachelor party. So, uh, Mike, I know you're listening out there. So, uh, happy, uh, happy soon to be wedding, and we're we're looking forward to yeah, it. I think we might have him on too, uh, toward, towards that towards that time. Yeah, we might. We're trying to work on some plans to yeah. get uh, get Mike on the show. Uh, have a little uh, have a little fun with him surrounding the big day. So, stay yeah. tuned for that in a couple weeks. Um, so you can get to know Mike, one of our good friends, uh, friend friend of the podcast, yeah. Mike Van and all. So. I, I want to tell you real quick about my favorite present I got for my for my birthday. Oh gosh! <laughs> and it really helped out with the uh, with the uh, the food consumption. <laughs> I got uh, got a squatty potty from a roommate. Oh my Matt. god! I forgot about this. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it. I mean, it it was it, it helps. It's it's definitely a a good tool. <laughs> we explain to the folks at home what a squatty potty is, please. Yeah, so it's a it, it's it's uh, branded as a toilet stool is what it's called. And uh, it puts your puts your legs at a ninety degree or your legs up towards your stomach, so you're kind of like at a ninety degree ninety degree angle for your pooping. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> it's like stirrups for the crapper. Yeah, but it's healthier, and it's it's naturally how the cavemen did it. So. It helps you get the poop out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a really funny trailer slash inform- informational video about the squatty potty, and mm-hmm. uh, keep me remind me. I'll I'll uh, link it up. I'll, I'll post the link in the description so you guys can check that. out. That's pretty funny. Uh, I am not a user of the Squatty Potty because we have different bathrooms, but uh, wait, rave reviews? Is it, oh, yeah. It's going well. You're staying regular and all that. I don't know how Less... we got to talking about your poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Well, hey, we got a packed show for you folks. Uh, we're going to get to news in, in uh, all the usual places. And uh, for the very first time, we've got a guest on the show today. Woo! Uh, friend of the podcast, Lindsay Monday, is in town. Uh, she's been working as a production assistant out in L.A. on a few movies and shows. So we're going to pick her brain uh, about some of those things, get a little inside knowledge, uh, and, and have some fun. We're going to screw around with her a little bit, and uh, I think you guys will like it. So stay tuned for that later on. But first, let's get to the news. Movie. I want to start with movies this week. A uh, couple of my favorite franchises and ones I know you enjoy as well. Big news this week. Yeah, my uh, Little Pony. My Little Pony is coming. No, uh, <laughs> James Bond. Today, 
there was news coming out. So the James Bond franchise kind of tends to bounce around to different companies, uh, the rights to making James Bond films do. And after this next film, which is apparently the last starring Daniel Craig, um, the film rights are going to be up for grabs. And it sounds like two of the front runners for that bidding war are Apple and Amazon. Hmm. So two of the studios that, you know, five years ago, you would have thought, who the hell are these guys? What business do they have? Uh, what do you think of, of Apple or Amazon maybe getting into the James Bond game? That's a huge, huge move, right? I didn't know that Apple even had one. I, have they done anything yet? I don't know that they do. Maybe this is how they're trying to break in. Yeah. Amazon, I mean, they've they put out some good movies so far. So, I mean, it seems like more and more that I, I saw, I think, two or three movies last week that had Amazon attached to it. So, they were smaller movies, but that could get them off the ground. So, we'll see. If they're going to come in, if Apple or Amazon, and I'm thinking more specifically Amazon, mm-hmm. if they're going to get in and have a franchise like James Bond, mm-hmm. they could really quickly become like a powerhouse yeah. studio. They've already got Oscar recognition from Manchester from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, a few other a few other movies that folks have liked have come out. But if, if they're going to have James Bond, that's a big moneymaker, even, yeah. even if those movies are bad. Um, big move for them. I think they're really trying to become a major player in this whole thing, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Another uh, another big franchise, possibly my very favorite uh, in the world, is Star Wars. Mm. We got big Star Wars news yesterday that kind of has me leaning back a little bit. Sounds like the director for Episode Nine, Colin Trevorrow, was his name. Mm. Uh, he's he's out. He's bailing. And this is the second time this has happened now because they just had Phil Lord and Chris Miller back out of the Han Solo movie. Now they have Colin Trevorrow backing out of Episode mm-hmm. Nine. Uh, it sounds like potentially Ryan Johnson, who is the director of Episode Eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, is potentially in the running to also be the director for episode nine. Uh, we don't know what we're going to get out of his movie yet. Yeah. I don't know. But do, so we talked about a little bit last week with the DC universe and the, all their upheaval over there. Mm-hmm. Does something like this with the repeated director swaps, does this concern you at all for Star Wars going forward? Not really. I, I think this is a little different with like Phil Lord and Chris Miller were forcefully removed basically um, because they didn't like the direction of it. I don't know what the deal with this guy is. I don't know if he is removed or if he dropped out, um, but not really. I mean, I think it's I think it's actually more of a good thing because if if Phil Lord and Chris Miller made a bad movie, which I mean you can whatever, because mm-hmm. their their style is way different than Star Wars. Yep. So if they made a bad movie and they wanted Ron Howard to come in and make it, go for it. Yep. You know, and Ryan, I know Ryan Johnson more than I know this other guy. Ryan Johnson made Looper, which is an awesome movie. So we'll Colin Trevorrow, um, uh, Jurassic World. Oh, so I don't want him doing it. Yeah. Go away. I don't care. (laughs) No, you know, I'm not too worried about this either. I don't like to see this kind of thing, but uh, with a property like Star Wars, there are already, there are rules in place Mm -hmm. for Star Wars. Um, If you, if you take a look at the different directors that have done Star Wars, it's, it's not like James Bond, the different, the different directors have had different takes on James Bond. Mm-hmm. With Star Wars, like there's a pretty concrete set of rules you have to follow for Star Wars. Yeah. So I think regardless of who the director is, it's going to be fine from a subject matter standpoint. Yep. Um, where it might kind of make me worried is if, if they're sticking to the timeline, you know, does this delay it? Yep. I doubt it. But, you know, does this delay it by any amount? Probably not. Um, you know, hopefully he's not going to get any less out of the actors. I don't think that's the case. I think Star Wars is the kind of thing that, that pretty much drives itself. Mm-hmm. And so that's not to say anyone could, just anyone could make these movies. It takes someone with a lot of talent. But I'm not too worried about this. I'm kind of hoping for Ryan Johnson yeah. at this point to kind of have some continuity in the mood and, and the style. That'd be nice. Um, that would be good for me. But I'm with you. This, this doesn't freak me out. Yeah. Speaking of uh, directors... It sounds like 
there's been a directorial uh, announcement, directorial <laughs> announcement for the Suicide Squad 2, yeah. which apparently is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, he's the guy who directed The Accountant with uh, Ben Affleck. Um, he's writing and directing Suicide Squad 2, which, fine, whatever. I mean, the first one made money, so it was probably bound to, to be made. But, I mean, this, I think this something that's been discussed more and more lately is the quality of movies and how, how it relates to people to going to see them. I think this movie is going to have to be awesome for people to go see it because people kind of got burned going to see the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's going to have to do an awesome job, which the accountant, I was actually underwhelmed by. I didn't really like it that much. I was not very impressed either. And so I'm not, I don't have high hopes for, for Suicide Squad 2, but if he does a good job, I mean, I'll give it a shot. Um, I think we're, we're kind of, when it comes to like seeing a movie, like we saw Baywatch, no one saw Baywatch because mm. it was bad. Um, so that type of thing. We'll go see it if, if just because it's a movie in the theater. But for other people who rely on reviews and Rotten Tomatoes, they, he's, it's going to have to do well. So There's going to have to be some real banging trailers. Um, and the DC movies that come out between now and then, I think, mm. are going to go a long way. You can't even trust the trailer, though, because look at Suicide. That, no, was, I mean, that was one of the best trailers I saw that year. Yeah. And that movie sucked. I, uh, I got into an argument. My brother, actually... Uh, was defending that movie and I had to lay into him because that's not, I don't think a defendable movie. No. Um, I don't know. I mean, I really hope that he can come back and make something good, but I will be going into this one with very low expectations, very, uh, cautiously. And I, I really, I do hope they surprise us mm-hmm. because I, I, I hope for good. I don't want a movie to fail, but, um, I don't have very, I don't have high hopes for I, this one at all. I can't say I don't want a movie to fail, movie to fail because I got two tr- franchises in mind. Pi- uh, are they Pirates and Transformers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known that. Hey, uh, I got to give you some props, man. I just, earlier today, I went and saw Wind River mm-hmm. and that was a banger. Yeah. You were totally right. Oh, yeah. Um, so, folks, if you're out there, I won't get into it too much because we talked about it last week. Seth gave a pretty good review. I'd tell you, I agree with everything he said on that last week uh it's a good one you got to go out and see it if it's near you uh try and check it out uh jeremy renner a great performance just the whole mood the whole tone the way this movie was shot was very expert found out today is the same writer and director from uh hell or high water Mm -hmm. which was an oscar nominee last year Mm -hmm. i don't know if this has that kind of clout but uh definitely a great one one i'd recommend to folks as well yeah the ending is super satisfying too oh yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) I want to turn briefly to video games. Not a lot of news uh, to us this week, but there is one big piece. Video game! I was a big Destiny fan when that came out. I played it on the Xbox One a lot. Uh, not so much you. I don't. You tried it, didn't get into it. Yeah, I tried the beta. It's not my type of game. Not your thing. No. Um, the, the sequel came out this last week, Destiny 2. And uh, I haven't gotten my hands on it. I've got it. I've got it loaded in the Xbox. Oh, yeah, I didn't even yep. know you did I, ha- I haven't played it, though, and uh, I'm really excited to check that out. That's just It's a really fun game if you could party up with some folks you know mm-hmm. and uh, and do the different raids and the missions. It's super fun, uh, super smooth gameplay. You know, the folks over at Bungie know what they're doing. So mm-hmm. uh, go out, check out Destiny or Destiny 2. If, uh, if it, It's just a really fun... I compare it to like a Borderlands because mm-hmm. it's that kind of run and, run and blast shooter RPG kind of game. Just a really solid, really fun game. It deserves all the props it's gotten. I know it's been pretty well reviewed so far. So um, go out and check that one out. I'm going to be trying to play this one as soon as we're done recording tonight. So uh, more to come on that. Maybe I'll have a full review of it later on. All right, let's turn to sports. Sports. I am incredibly excited this week uh, to talk a little bit of sports with you 
because, as you know, uh, Thursday, the day this episode is dropping, uh, will be the first NFL game of the year. It's the season opener. Woo! Got the Patriots versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And football's back, baby. I love Woo! it. I, I can't wait. I'm excited to watch some football again. It's been too long. It always seems like it's been too long. Yeah. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> There's a game on Thursday night, a full slate of games on Sunday, and Monday night football will be back. Mm. A lot of football in our near future, man. Oh, yeah. One uh, one surprise uh, person that's going to be on the field this week, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. They got a ruling pass down. Uh, he's going to play yes. this week with a little bit of an asterisk. Tell about tell us about what happened. Yeah, so the he the appeal for a suspension went through. Um, Harold Henderson was the guy who reviewed it, which is kind of funny because he's actually really good friends with Jerry Jones. And uh, he's been pretty lenient for... Cowboys guys. He, he reduced Greg Hardy's suspension when he was playing with him from 10 to 4. Um, other, there's another one that he actually held up. So he's been kind of hit or miss. Uh, a lot of people actually expected this to be at least reduced because of the whole there, that came out that the investigator who initially interviewed the woman who was involved with the whole thing with Zeke and, and the accusations, she said she wouldn't have recommended any suspension at the time. Um, and there's really, the evidence has been kind of hit, like hit or miss, kind of not super credible, it seems like. Um, so a lot of people expected to be reduced or even the, the lawyers were shooting for eliminated. And when he upheld the six-game suspension. So um, now they're going, they, they filed a, to have basically this to go to district court for, to have it completely eliminated, basically. And so what will happen, because because they the, the Cowboys and the, the uh Attorneys for Zeke Elliott filed this. Uh, the decision's not going to be made until Friday uh, on whether they will go ahead with the court case. So, because it's so close to the the game date, they said that they want both teams to have time to prepare. So they let Zeke play on for, on Sunday night. Um, if it goes through and they say we're going to do this, it could be pushed off until next year. It could be pushed off until two weeks from now. It all depends on the court. And you know how the court cases are. You know they they can be. They can be done in three months. They can be done in three days. You never know. So, like, that, this happened to Tom Brady uh, a couple years back. He had the suspension for the, was it Deflategate? Deflategate, yep. And they suspended him. They said, no, we're not doing the suspension. They fought, they basically sued the NFL, because that's what it's coming down to. Zeke, mm-hmm. Zeke wants to sue the NFL, so and that's what Tom Brady wanted to do. And uh, it got pushed off an entire year. So, for Seth, who owns Ezekiel Elliott... I hope this happens. <laughs> I wish that I had the lack of moral integrity that you do <laughs> so that I could enjoy his fantasy performance this week. But mm-hmm. where I come in on this is, is that I'm very happy that yeah. this was upheld. If anything, he should have games tacked on. I've talked on the show before. I There's no tolerance for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that he needs to be made an example out of. So I'm really glad that this was upheld. I'm disappointed in the loophole that's going to allow him to play this weekend and potentially for weeks to come before he's suspended. But I'm glad that so far the system is, has has done what I think is its job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that he's kept out soon and for a long time. But um, you know, again, I'm I'm I've, I'm satisfied to this point that he's so far gotten what's coming to him. Um, but uh, yeah, you're going to get to enjoy him on the fantasy if you've got him on your fantasy team. You didn't expect to have him this week, and you Blame. will. So. Yeah, get him in your lineup. If you need advice from us, you're probably already screwed, but yeah. uh, the piece we will offer is uh, Ezekiel Elliott, get him in your lineups for week one because he might be running for the last time in a while, and you know he's going to be out there uh, looking for blood. 
Uh, another another NFL bit of news. Um, the Dolphins and Bucks game got pushed off to week 11, which is something that doesn't happen often at all. I've never seen it before. And another thing that's going to happen, so because the Hurricane Irma is coming up, I, there's still a lot of kind of projections that, with this thing because it's still far out. Sounds like Friday it should hit. Um, but uh, they, they pushed that game off to week 11, which is both their bye weeks. And so they're playing 16 games straight, which is crazy. Um, I mean, you, you got to do it because it's a human factor and also a money factor. But it's just kind of crazy. It's a little, it's, a, it's something that we've never seen before. So it's pretty neat. I've never heard of anything like this. Um, I like that they're being, uh, they've they've decided on it now mm-hmm. already rather than waiting a few days. I think yeah. that's good for everyone, the players, the people going to the game, etc. Yeah. I hope the folks that bought tickets to this game are going to get a chance to go in week 11. Likely. Um, cause you, it, you know, it always sucks for folks to, you know, mm-hmm. pay for all that stuff and then have it canceled or whatever, but hopefully they have homes. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. That'll be the least of their concerns this yeah. weekend. I'm sure. So, uh, glad to see they're going to get the teams out of there. Hopefully more people will be at home, uh, or away from home and safe during the hurricane. Mm-hmm. It's a weird move making it week 11. It's kind of lucky for the NFL that they both had that bye week. So yeah, I think it'll work out well for them. The NFL is still going to get their bucks. Uh, and their Buccaneers. Oh, God. Intended. Go away. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a smart move in the NFL and necessary. I'm disappointed personally. I have Mike Evans on my team. Yeah. Expected to have him on the field this week, but it's not going to happen now. But that's okay. Yeah. Um, he'll be back strong in week two. And uh, really, a lot of Buccaneers are fantasy relevant right now, and, mm-hmm. and a couple of the Dolphins, too. So, yep. uh, you're, you're going to have to adjust your fantasy lineups. But I think uh, on the real life side of things, this was the right move, the smart yeah. move, the safe move to make. So, I'm glad they went ahead and did that. Yep. So even with that game canceled, there is a full slate, 15 other games this week between Sunday and Monday uh, evening. There, There's a whole bunch of them. I know we've been anticipating this week for, for a long, long time. Are there any, I'm going to ask you, Seth, are there any uh, any games specifically? I know you're going to watch the Vikes Monday <sighs> night. Besides that, any any big games you're looking forward to, really? Um, obviously, the game Thursday night should be pretty, pretty damn good. It's going to be one of the league's best defenses versus probably the league's best offense. Um not probably it is um yeah so i mean I'm, I'm really excited about that gotta be excited about the jets bills right <laughs> um other than that i mean giants cowboys sunday night will be awesome especially with the whole zeke thing attached to mm-hmm. it um and seahawks packers will be another another exciting one to watch they they hate each other it's become a really good rivalry the last four years or so mm-hmm. since the uh fail mary yeah uh, you mentioned it, but the the Giants and Cowboys, that's my game. I always try to catch that game. Mm-hmm. Those are great rivalry games. Those teams always play to the best of their abilities against one another. Mm-hmm. So that's the game I'm looking for Sunday night. And, you know, we're going to have our girl Carrie. Sitting <laughs> so uh, that that's the big one I'm looking for. But there are, there are a lot of good games. There's, you mentioned a few of them. There's a couple of uh, underrated games, too. Eagles-Redskins. I think Eagles would be better than people think. And Kirk Cousins always puts on a show. I think probably the most underrated game of the week, Raiders-Titans. Mm. That one will be a shootout. I think uh, both Raiders are obviously a great offense. The Titans are um, underrated offense. And I think they're going to be throwing it all over the field, both of them. So that's one to watch out for too. Yeah, definitely a lot to look for this weekend. And man, I'm ready to just get some pizza, put some sweats on. Uh, here at our house, we uh, we get the three big screens on three different channels watching all the games. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a long time. So it, football season is back and we're happy to see it here. Yeah. So more NFL talk to come. Uh, in the weeks ahead, I'm sure, as we'll be excited for it. And 
yeah, just uh, just ready to get back into it. Yeah, I'm glad you all pants on during that. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a change from years before. <laughs> all right, let's turn to TV. We got a couple couple bits of news in TV. Television! So it, it's just about the time, you know, we're middle of September now. Uh, shows are starting to come back. A couple of the shows that I watch uh, have already come back this week. A couple of FX shows, one of them, American Horror Story. We talked about that in the past. Their new season, which is called Cult, is out. Uh, it's going to center a lot around kind of the election and the fallout. Uh, that's the tease that we've been given, mm-hmm. uh, which that's a real-life horror story, so I can only imagine how <laughs> how scary that'll be. Uh, I didn't get to check out the first episode aired last night. I haven't gotten to check it out yet, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I always do for American Horror Story. Um, another FX show is You're the Worst. Story about Cody. It is about me. Uh, it's it's a fun. Sh- if you haven't heard of this show, it's it's a show about uh, a man and a woman who are really kind of scumbag people, very selfish people, um, not very likable, and they meet each other, and they sort of start up this relationship that's kind of weird, uh, and they they circumvent all of the conventions of relationships because they don't really believe in relationships, mm-hmm. and there's a lot it has to say about like mental health. Um, there's a military character in there who's got some PTSD issues. So it, it, it's, it's very funny, but kind of in a black comedy way. Mm-hmm. Not African-American comedy, <laughs> but like, like dark comedy. Uh, and they talk some, real, some pretty serious shit in that show. It's been one of my favorites to watch. I think this is going to be season four or hmm. season three. Uh, and it's one I've kept up with for a couple of years now. So I'm really excited that it's back. So those FX shows are kind of, uh, kind of starting up soon. And there's, uh, there, in the coming weeks, there's going to be a lot, yeah. a lot of new stuff coming out. I know you're waiting on some of your shows to start. Yeah. Um, what are, what are some of the shows that you're getting ready to start watching and, and some of maybe the, the most anticipated for you going into this next season? Um, well, so like this, this Friday, one of my favorites, Bojack Horseman comes back, <laughs> um, animated show, uh, Will Arnett does the voice, Aaron Paul also does a voice in that, um, Will Arnett's Bojack Horseman. Uh, Aaron Paul is his friend Todd um, there's some other really good voice actors in this so um, it's it's a weird dark comedy but it's also I mean it's it's funny um, it's really funny but I know it wasn't your cup of tea <laughs> I tried it for a couple episodes couldn't get into it mm-hmm. but I know you dig it and are looking forward yeah. that's gonna be on Netflix when you say this Friday uh, yeah starting Friday um, and then this Sunday also Fear the Walking Dead comes back which I'm not super excited for but I mean I'll obviously watch it um other than that, though, I mean, like, September, I kind of want to talk more about these as it comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, September, we'll have Gotham, This Is Us, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, and Goldbergs. The Goldbergs will come back. So those are the, those are some shows I'm looking forward to. The Preacher will finish up next week. So I'll have a TV corner for the season of that. And then uh, The Sinner also will, should wrap up this month, too, which is that mini series on, on USA. So I'll have a review for that when that's done, too. Good deal. A lot of TV corners to come. Uh, is Ballers about to finish? Yeah, that's more October. It's got a few few weeks left. Yeah. Well, at least a, at least a couple uh, Cess TV corners coming out. Actually, from... no, that'll be in September. Sorry. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll have a few Cess TV corners coming up to wrap up season sort of corners. The summer seasons yeah. that are finishing up, and and as some more shows start releasing, we'll get into some kind of previews mm-hmm. of those. Um, another kind of lead in for a couple weeks from now, uh, the Emmys are yeah. happening in a couple weeks so probably next week i think we'll do a little bit of emmy preview yeah i've had a chance we'll, to watch it a lot more yeah so. you you've seen more of the stuff than i have so we'll be picking your brain about what you think the the uh, 
favorites are to win it all and, and get the different awards. So we'll be looking forward to that coming up. Um, so definitely more to come on the TV front. I do want to finish with one quick thing. One of the favorite, one of my favorite shows for the last couple of years that I've been watching has been Veep on mm. HBO. Julie Louis Dreyfus plays the vice president. It's very, uh, very, very funny, really irreverent kind of satire of the political system and, and Washington DC and the kind of goings on. Been on for six years. Uh, this next year will be the seventh season. Sounds like it's going to be the last one now. They're going to wrap up the show. Good. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's, it's good for everyone who isn't Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. Uh, because she's won an award every year that that show has yeah. been on for acting in it, and she deserves it because she's fantastic and hilarious in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll be sad to see it go, but I always, always, always am pleased when a show gets to end itself naturally and there will be an end to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that's them getting canceled with enough lead time or the creators of it deciding that it's it's played out its natural lifespan. Mm-hmm. So I'm very glad that, that Veep is going to get the chance to do that and wrap it up in the way that it wants. Uh, I will be sad to, to see it leave, but um, it will make room for some, uh, I think, up-and-coming comedies that we've talked about. Yeah, I was looking. I, I was starting an episode of Room 104 the other day, which the latest episode sucked, but that's neither here nor there. Um, there was a preview thing for HBO shows, and there's some really interesting stuff coming. Um, I saw one that I don't remember what the name was even because I it didn't it was really small in the corner I didn't read it. But Bill Hader is doing a show, and it looks serious. He he had like a gun, and it looked looked dark and serious. So I, I'll watch anything that guy does. He's oh a, hell yeah, he, he's awesome. So um, that's interesting. Like they, I think they're just trying different things. They have the Deuce with James Franco. Um, they have the first episode up on the HBO app. I think it starts at the end of the month though. Um, that's something I want to check out. Um, they have that, I think you'd mentioned to me, like some uh, a show about the Confederate Army winning the war. Yeah, I don't know when that's coming out. I think it's going to yeah. be a while, but... A lot of that yeah, said 2018. That last week. Yeah. Yep. So... HBO, man. I mean, they've always banged. I think yeah. people, if we have any older audience, I'm sure they know that HBO has always banged. But it seems like a lot newer stuff, as yeah. opposed to... Because I think they've relied a lot on, on like Game of Thrones and stuff. Staples, yeah. yeah. They are putting out a lot of new stuff. One of the shows, actually, I, I just started this show. Uh, it's called Insecure on mm-hmm. HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a black woman and her kind of whole, her life just in general. Yeah. She has kind of like a midlife, midlife-y type crisis when she's, she just turned, I think, 29. Mm-hmm. 29. 29. <laughs> and that had its, uh, that had its first season last year. It's mm-hmm. about to start season two. Uh, I got recommended that uh, from, from a listener. Um, so... I've been trying that out. I, I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's going to yeah. fit right into the kind of stuff that I like watching. So more to come on that. Maybe if I finish season one, we'll we'll do a little uh, a review of that uh, and then going into season oh, two. It's kind of funny because uh, we shared the HBO app and I saw you would, you would watch that and it only showed like halfway through it. And I thought like you'd watch that and I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> no, I don't know why it was only showing half. I, I watched the first. Yeah. I think I watched at least the first episode, um, but I need to pick that one up. But lots of stuff to come. Much like the uh, upcoming NFL season, the September and October is a really exciting time for TV with mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff coming back. So there's going to be a lot of fun to come this fall um, with some of our favorites coming back, and, and we'll be here to talk about it all. Fun to come. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so we are, uh, in just a minute here, we're going to get to our exclusive SoCo Show interview. Exclusive. Of Lindsay Monday here on the show. Uh, but before that... Just uh, something really quick I wanted to get excited about. We just hit a big Twitter, uh, another big Twitter milestone, didn't we? Yeah, over 300. 300 followers yeah. on Twitter. So thank you to those of you who are following us on Twitter. 
Um, continue to do so. If you're not already following us, make sure and do that. You'll get the latest news on all things SoCo, including new episodes dropping and just some random little fun stuff throughout the week that uh, that Seth likes to post on on that on that page. So. Yeah, I, I actually tweeted one thing out. Um, it was kind of cool this week. Uh, for the, I think we mentioned it once, but we watch a YouTube show called The Schmodown, which is a movie trivia show competition. Um, kind of like WWE style with promos, and it's really fun. It's super fun. Yeah. And uh, the creator and the quote-unquote commissioner of it, uh, Christian Harloff, um, who used to write for like wrestling and stuff like that, he has a Collider channel on YouTube, so check that out. But he uh, he said, tweet about this recent episode, and we'll retweet it. So we did that this week on the on the, the account and got a few new followers from that and uh, got, got viewed quite a few times. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, fun stuff on Twitter. Uh, again, it, it really is the best place to keep an eye on what we're working on and uh, so you can stay in touch with us. But don't also, uh, while we're at it, don't forget to subscribe on the different listening platforms, mm-hmm. whether it be SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also still posting episodes on YouTube, so you can get a hold of them there if you like. And uh, yeah, just uh, thank you to those who have uh, been listeners so far through our first eight episodes and who have subscribed. and. Uh, we look forward to continuing to get the show to you and, and potentially building a, a more of a following as well. So yeah, sadly no bots recently. I was just looking through. No new good bots. Yeah, the last one was Bruno Mars. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruno, if you're out there, um, Seth has a great singing voice. So let's get him on one of your tracks, huh? <laughs> so that's it for the news, and uh, we're gonna get into our next segment, which I'm very very excited for. It's our first ever podcast guest. Knock knock. Who's there? Interview. Interview who? So we are here with friend of the podcast and personal friend of mine and Seth's. Lindsay Monday joins the show. What's up? <laughs> they told me I couldn't say it, but I did it anyway. Also, balls. <laughs> <laughs> Made the mistake of telling Lindsay that uh, she doesn't need to censor herself for the show. Yeah, so you're fucking welcome. <laughs> so, Lindsay, uh, we want to start by let's let the people know at home. Who is Lindsay Monday? What are you all about? And the way we're going to do that, I'm going to ask you to give us a rundown very quick of some of your favorites. Oh. Yeah, your entire, I was born a poor black bastard. <laughs> no, um, some of your favorites from the world uh, of TV, movie, sports, and video games. Uh, I know you're a big gamer, so let's start there. Oh, what? yeah. <laughs> you know my favorite thing about video games, guys? So, I'm in case you out there don't know, this sexy voice is married, so... <laughs> <laughs> taken but uh my husband, too. <laughs> my husband spends 90 percent of his time playing the og runescape so that's my favorite thing about video games is that it's more important than me <laughs> I don't, what, what is runescape i don't know dude there's it was, dragons and they slay them there's like let's go on an outing and they like all go i don't fucking know. <laughs> like a really low-key online flash version of world of warcraft okay cool. there you go yeah. well dan sucks so that's fine but my favorite video game i grew up even though i'm a girl i grew up like me my two sisters and my best friend michelle would have sleepovers and stay up all night playing james bond 007 okay nightfire nightfire you play goldeneye yeah. that's Ugh. I, you know, mm, I was more of a Nightfire fan myself. Everyone can say Goldeneye, though. Mm-hmm. And th- that's how you know she's being serious, is mm-hmm. when she says Nightfire, because pretty much no one played that game. Yeah, only the cool people, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> so you're no, stra- you're no stranger to... Ha- I didn't know that about you. Really? You played that. Oh, yeah. So you're no stranger have... to the headshot. No, no stranger to the headshot. I was always Snowguard, because he <laughs> blends in, because we were always in that... We always picked the... 
location that had like the castles and you'd ride the like gondola yep i know exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah. that was a good one i'd also like to say one more thing even though i have the low voice guys i'm the girl and cody he is the boy you couldn't resist no no you couldn't resist hey it was a it was a shot to myself too (laughs) you'll probably edit that out anyway so you're big james bond you're big james bond nightfire video game fan yeah um what about sports you you sports i know you're from chicago i'm from chicago i grew up i'm three b's bears blackhawks Battlestar galactica (laughs) (laughs) no Bears, Blackhawks, Bulls had like we shared some seasons. What I tell you about balls? Bulls. 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 Cody used to say to me, guys, when we first met, his like charming pickup line was, "I was like, I like the Blackhawks." And he'd be like, "Oh, you like Blackhawks?" Now I like the Blackhawks. It's important to enunciate, or people don't understand. People jump to conclusions. Um. So yeah, those three sports. I find soccer and baseball really boring. Sorry, baseball and soccer fans, but it bores me. Um, but I am, and I went to Iowa State with Co here, so Cyclone fan, but I have a hard time, like, whenever, I'm like, I'm like a social sports watcher, like, I like watching sports because it's, like, a fun social thing to do, and so whenever I move, which I've been doing a decent amount in my life, so I live in LA now, um, from Chicago originally, I have a hard time, like, keeping up with my sports because nobody else watches them. When I, like, move, like, nobody is a part of that team fan base and it kind of bums me out that bums me out right because i think and especially like as a chicago person chicago loves its sports teams yeah you can find cubs fans everywhere you can find blackhawks fans everywhere yeah Yeah. i know we found okay shout out to taste of chicago or taste chicago and uh burbank pasadena california found this little (laughs) deep dish pizza and they have chicago hot dogs place okay um the other day in california and they say they play all the games like all the chicago oh nice yeah so i think we're gonna go and like Bond with my people. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All the Chicagoans. Chicagoans. Yeah. I have friends that call me Chicago in LA because I can hear my accent, but oh, Chicago. Gosh. Well, I, I I know your uh, your wheelhouses aren't video games and sports, so no. so thanks for sharing that stuff with You're us. You're welcome. I am my intellect. I am very much very much more excited to hear about TV and movie stuff from you. Um, we'll get into what you do for work here in a second. We'll ask you some questions about that. But first, uh, give the folks at home, starting with maybe TV, uh, what are some of the things you're watching, some of your favorite all-time, uh, what what are you into there? Ooh, okay. All-time. All-time favorite TV show that I just put on, like, on repeat, just to, like, perk up my mood, or just in the background, whenever I'm doing stuff as friends, for sure. All-time friends fan, that's never gonna change. I also love Gilmore Girls in that same sense. Those are kind of my two. That's like my comedy and my drama. Gilmore Girls is funny too. But I just, uh, yeah, those two never, never get old. Uh, TV that I'm really into right now that I keep trying to get these two boys to watch. (laughs) It'll happen eventually. Guys, just so you know out there, everything they've ever talked about is a a referral from me. (laughs) Little known secret. (laughs) No, don't cut it out. (laughs) If If one of these two boys told you to watch something, you liked it. You're welcome. So I keep trying to get them to watch The Night Of. Um, I love The Night Of. It's a limited series on HBO starring Riz Ahmed, who has one of the best performances I've ever seen, most transformative uh, performances, especially in like a short window of time. Uh, He's up for the Emmy for his performance, as is the show, as is some of his co-stars. So I'm excited to see that. Whoop butt. 
I got some bets out with some friends on like whether that's going to take it all. So I hope I hope I win on that one. But check it out if you haven't, especially because it's a limited series. You can do it in a short window. And uh, I'm sure you'll hear them talk about it on the show sometime soon once I, they get around to it. I told you. We have a we have an agreement. Uh, we have a gentleman's agreement. I'll I'll even extend it if you, so. Okay. Our agreement is if you if Lindsay watches the center, I'll watch the night of, which I plan to watch the night of anyway. But I'll extend it to even Mr. Robot. If you watch Mr. Robot, oh, I want to see that too. Either one, you have to watch either one, and I'll okay. watch the night of. Which I do. I want to watch them. Uh, little yeah, not little known fact about me. I want to watch all the things. I just don't have that much time, guys. <laughs> I'm doing my best here. Um, so yeah, Night Of. I'm excited, uh, for Brooklyn Nine-Nine to come back. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine gets me really hyped. Charles and, uh, (laughs) Andy Samberg. Why can't I think of his character? Jake. Jake. Jake Jake and Charles, or Jake and Boyle. Yeah. Their friendship is just, it's just great. I love it. And all the supporting cast, it's all good. Right? Yeah, that show's a banger. It's one that we always keep up with. uh, Yeah. One of our one of our favorite comedies on right Holt's now. Holt's the best. Holt, yeah, you like Holt the best. <laughs> His deadpan delivery of absolutely everything, yeah. just just kills me. That's true. That's true. They're all good. I also I'm a big YA fan. Not ashamed of it. <laughs> I love my YA stuff. If uh, when Cody talked about uh, Riverdale, that was all me, and uh, I still get in fights with him about not appreciating it or giving it the respect it it was due. But. Uh, Teen Wolf, final, final season of Teen Wolf. I've been a, been a big Teen Wolf fan forever. I follow all those. I just saw Wind River today, and I told <laughs> Seth and Cody I'm watching Wind River, and I was, like, totally in it, and I got totally pulled out because all of a sudden there were these two actors from Teen Wolf, and they were facing off against each other, and I was like, oh, my God, Teen Wolf battle, and I totally forgot what was going on in the movie. I hate when that happens. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, you and I have gone back and forth about, like, the the kind of CW... Uh, yeah. slash like MTV level of move in like mm-hmm. ABC Family I think you've maybe seen a couple things off that um, there there you have I, I won't lie you have given me a couple of pretty good options pretty good kind of hidden gems from yeah, those few gems. networks um, but in general yeah I, I'm not as much of a, a fan of, of that kind of level of, of TV as, as you seem to be yeah. and it is a lot of young adult kind of stuff so maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's got a lot to do with it I think if I'm going to make it really simple it boils down to a few things one as someone who grew up um, as a kid wanting to be in the industry, I liked finding young actors primarily because that's who you see as a young person in the industry, right? It's not like there's like a 12-year-old like grip on set. So you see like young actors who like I thought had a lot of potential and I kind of lived vicariously through them and I wanted to see them like rise through their the ranks and grow up and uh, yeah, because that was like my dream. So... That's, I think, a lot of the reasons why I like the YA stuff. Also, I like it because I think it's one of the most interesting times in a person's life. I think when you're still a kid, but you're doing adult things for the first time, and you're kind of, like, figuring it out, I think it's just, I don't know, it's a really interesting point where you're kind of transitioning and figure yeah, figuring it all out. Yeah. And my, like, adolescence YA, <laughs> like, uh, what is it? What's the word? Formative years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, like, really lame, and I wish they were way more scandalous. <laughs> so I just, like, <laughs> watch those things to be like, mm. oh, that's the cool, like, random back-of-the-car sex I could have been having, but I wasn't. <laughs> that's a really specific example, isn't it? <laughs> wow. I never had sex in the backseat by the Taco Bell, <laughs> but I wanted to. Hey, I gotta tell you, you should try that out sometime. <laughs> Get a crunch wrap while you're at it. <laughs> oh, great. 
<laughs> Outside of TV, the other thing I was really excited to ask you about was movies. Um, I know we very often, uh, as a part of discussion about the show and even outside of the show, you and I and Seth are always kind of comparing our notes about different movies that we've seen. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are kind of all time and then just kind of lately, what are some of the things that, that you've really enjoyed, uh, some of your favorites or what have you liked that's coming out lately or about to come out? Oh, man. Okay. Um, I kind of break down typically my draws like two genres. So like action suspense movies that also kind of bleed into like fantasy type stuff. And I also like like indie dramas, just stuff that's done really like low key, low budget, but that you feel the passion and the story and the performances in. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, I guess and then YA stuff. I guess <laughs> it all kind of bleeds together, I don't know. Uh all time. My favorite kind of like sleeper picks. I like, so with movies, I definitely like the things that everybody is says forever are the best movies of all time. And I appreciate them. But I also kind of like my little sleeper movies that I stumble upon to without like knowing anything about and just really fall for them. And then I like to shove them down everyone's throats <laughs> and make them watch them. So. What? You've never done that. I know. Shocker. <laughs> Uh, so Stuck in Love is one of those movies for me. It was on Netflix a little ways back. It's not right now. Um, Stuck in Love is a little indie drama, um, about, like, a, a four, four age groups of humans falling in love and going through their life, and they're all connected because they're all writers. So that's kind of... Who's in that? That is, uh, Nat Wolf, Jennifer Connelly, Greg Kinnear, Logan Lerman, no, Lily Collins. Lily Collins. I gotta get my I got my lilies messed up yes. again, again every time. Um, <laughs> and that is uh, directed by Josh Boone, who is one of my new favorite directors. He's still young and still uh, only got a few things out there, but he also directed uh, *Fault in Our Stars*, oh, okay. which is a great indie YA drama. Check it out! It's really good. <laughs> Cellular is my favorite action suspense movie of all time the best thing about cellular now is that it's almost completely irrelevant and outdated (laughs) because it's about like back in the day when everybody had like their little uh brick cell phones and like could like didn't have caller id and like Mm -hmm. didn't have like tracking or like anything like that but it's one of my faves. It's like the first movie that I, as like a little girl, watched and had like butterflies and edge of my seat, like feeling in my stomach and really got me like amped. So it'll always be in my heart for that. And I still do think it's a good movie. I really do. It's just, you have to like, if you're going to watch it, you have to keep in mind that all of this doesn't make sense anymore because of the <laughs> yep. way the world works. You know, you describe that just like how I described the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Oh, my more Power Rangers. Oh, my God. Um, so, anyway, Cellular is, like, one of Chris Evans' first movies that he ever did. Um, and it's got a good supporting cast. And, like, William H. Macy. It's an early Jason Statham movie. Um, oh, you know I like the Stath. Oh, yeah. He's a bad guy in this one, too. This is before he, like, started doing movies where he was a good guy. He's a pretty good bad guy. He is a very good bad guy. I love it. Good little edge of your seat movie with some funny when they like throw in the funny stuff when like the suspense gets too much and they break it. That's my fave. <laughs> like Avengers does a good job of that. I liked Avengers when it first came out. And then ultimately I'm a massive Christopher Nolan fan. Uh, the Dark Knight trilogy is, is my fave. Hmm. I heard so those good. were good. You heard? Yeah. 
Should check them out sometime. I maybe. should. I got them on my list. I just should also crawl out from underneath that rock you've been living in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like his like nonlinear storytelling. So the stuff that, uh, like Inception, you know, like, and Dark Knight and Memento and pretty much anything you've ever seen. Prestige does that where he like bounces around in time. I find that really impressive. I feel like it'd be really hard to do. So it's like, uh, you can like be like, okay, yeah. okay, Christopher Nolan, I see. <laughs> People are still debating Inception. Game got a recognized game. Yeah, we were talking. I showed. Did I show it to you? Um, there's like a 45. If you haven't seen it, Lindsay, you gotta okay. check it out. There's like a 45 minute uh, lecture. Like okay. a, like there's a, a a blackboard that he writes on and he gives like a PowerPoint presentation. Okay. And it's basically just explaining Inception okay. and all of the little all of the little uh, ins and outs and the logic of it and the argument he's trying to make is that Inception should have been Best Picture. That year, uh, I yeah. think it's the year that King's Speech won. Yeah, I was gonna say what won King's yeah, Speech. Yeah, I think it was King's speech, speech, and the the guys making the argument that it should have been Inception because Inception is the most brilliant movie ever in this it guy's pretty opinion. Brilliant, and he makes a lot of really good points. So that's really fun. We'll try to link to it in the description for you guys out there. But uh, Lindsay, if you haven't seen it, make sure you check yeah, it out. I, I think I've made Seth, Seth watch it already. It, it's it's fire. I, I really like watching it. Yeah, uh, it, it, it takes it it takes something weird like a movie based on dreams within dreams within dreams and people trying to rob things from those dreams and makes it academic in a way that I really appreciate. <laughs> okay, so you're into Nolan, kind of the action adventure, a little bit of the indie stuff. Yeah. So what are some of the things you've seen lately or some of the things that are coming out soon that you're really fired up about? Okay, so far this year, I really liked Atomic Blonde. I really, mm. really did. I thought it was shot really, really fucking cool. Um, I enjoyed a lot of the... the um, they weren't one-shots, not really. They were manipulated to look like one shots, but right. regardless, mm-hmm. I thought those were really dope. Um, uh, yeah, just the whole style. Like, mm-hmm. um, it took place in what? It was like Berlin 80s, in yeah. the '80s or something. You really like felt that. Like, mm-hmm. I liked that uh, they incorporated that so heavily because I think it made it stand out from some of the other action suspense movies that have been going on lately. Yeah, and you know, girl power. Um, <laughs> Definitely a lot of girl power. Yeah, just a little bit. I liked Split. Holy shit, Split was so good. Let's start a rap and a rhyme. <laughs> I haven't seen the thing that it's Wait. like. I know, I haven't. Yeah. What? Is you can't spoil it. Oh, yeah. I can't say. You can't spoil okay. it. Okay. But just know that uh, if you haven't seen Split, go see Split. It gets yeah. it gets a Lindsay thumbs up. It's got a Cody thumbs up. Seth hasn't seen it, which is a fucking tragedy. You haven't seen Split? No. Seth! <laughs> See, guys, this is what happens. Like, I listen to these things, I hear what they haven't seen, and then I leave them, like, really long voicemails or text messages and just, like, yell at them. Um, I was actually a huge fan of Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah! I want to re-watch Spider-Man Homecoming and Atomic Blonde sometime soon. I think I might go to the theater. Um, but, yeah, I liked Spider-Man Homecoming. As someone who... Um, I wasn't a big fan of the Tobey Maguire ones. They were a little bit too dark for me. Like, I was, like, a little too depressed throughout them. I felt better about the Andrew Garfield ones, even though I hear that people... I wasn't aware that people weren't a huge fan of them, but I read recently, I think now that they're talking about all of them, since the Tom Holland ones have come out, that, like, people panned those pretty hard. The second one. The second one got pretty much crapped on. I I love both those movies, so I don't know what the hell those people are talking about. But yeah, I think... And I think you could feel, like, the Garfield stone romance was solid because duh they were actually you know yeah banging it out but <laughs> hey I, emma stone makes sweet tender love oh gosh <laughs> oh jesus i'm not um, cutting that out <laughs> don't cut it 
Uh, she can hear it. <laughs> I'm going to send this to her. But I liked... Yeah, I thought Tom Holland did a good job. I like him. I dig him. I had no... He seemed... I feel like when this movie came out, everybody was kind of like, this new actor, Tom Holland. No, he's been in some stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just not really... Because he was in... I looked it up, so he's been in that um, City of Z, which apparently... No, see? Lost City Nothing of Z? Here. Yeah, Lost City Is of Z. Is that the one with Charlie Hunnam? Yes. Yeah. Because he's the one from Sons of Anarchy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Jax. Yeah. Which I no, so I, I didn't see it. It's got Robert Pattinson in it too, who's making a strong comeback right now. And uh, good time, good time, good which movie. I need to see. Good time, also. good movie, good friends, good dinosaur. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he was in that. He was in that Heart of the Sea with uh, oh yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. So he's and then the one big thing he was really known for is that that indie that did really well at the Oscars about the tsunami and um. Yeah, and The Impossible. The Impossible. Yeah, yeah, he was in that too. So he's like, it's not like he's not been in good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to check some more of his stuff out because I like Tom Holland. But yeah, I thought I liked that Spider-Man. My favorite part is wait, no, it's not a spoiler. My favorite part is in the beginning. He's like basically being a typical millennial and like recording everything on his phone. So you're just watching like the opening mm-hmm. scenes are just what spider-man has been recording on his phone and you can watch that online that's not even a spoiler well there you go (laughs) not even a spoiler um upcoming oh (laughs) i wanted to do like a like a little thingy like where it's like upcoming picture no that was good because you said now we don't have to make one we're gonna use you as the (laughs) just replay it all the time yeah we're gonna use you as the sounder at least for this one So what's co- um, what's what's uh, what's fixing to come out that you're you're getting ready to go? So see? as I've already admitted, I love Teen Wolf. Um, if shout out to Teen Wolf, if you can get past that they have a low budget for their special effects, it's a really creative story. Every season's a new one, and Dylan O'Brien is the big standout from Teen Wolf. He wasn't he was like a nobody um, until he got cast in Teen Wolf. His first ever thing he got cast in, and then he was killing it in Maze Runner. Just killed it in um, with Murky Mark. Uh, Deepwater Horizon. Yeah, Deepwater Horizon. Oh, it's good. Killing it in that. And so now Dylan O'Brien is going to be an American assassin, which is this. Um, yeah, boys are excited. It's this. Um, it's from this humongous, like, oh my gosh, maybe like 11 book long. Um, really? Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by Vince Flynn. Um, all having different titles because he kind of did like stuff where he wrote like a bunch and sometimes he'd go off on tangents with this character and this character so like if you're following mitch rap which is the character that dylan o'brien plays you kind of have to like you can look it up which books is mitch rap and then you can like follow him but american assassin is the prequel so vince flynn started writing these books in like like the late 90s and american assassin was only written like a few years ago so it's actually the prequel to like when mitch rap actually like gets further into anyway it's about like an american assassin because you know it's called american assassin and stuff and dylan (laughs) o'brien's in it and uh what's his face michael keaton michael keaton is in it and uh taylor kitsch from friday night lights who's super fine he's in it (laughs) would you say guys i don't talk like this normally i just want everybody to know (laughs) this is some weird effect because i'm with the boys cody says fine like that don't you i do but late like i think what you should say is that he can get it yeah, that's Cody's catchphrase. Yeah. Oh, that's going to okay. be in his tombstone. I don't know how you say it, though. Show me how to say it. <laughs> you just say, like, Taylor Kitsch, he can get it. Taylor Kitsch, he can get it. Yeah, exactly. there you go. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so American Assassin's coming out. I'm actually going to the premiere. Um, really excited about that. Out in L.A., you can, like, sign up for free passes to premieres and stuff. So I'm going to premiere at the Chinese Theater, which is, like, a really famous L.A. theater. So I'm really excited about that. 
so that's hopefully going to be good. It's about, yeah, it's about a young guy had some stuff happen to him that makes him motivated to go out and kill some terrorists, which, uh, hell yeah. Mm. Right? Murka. Murka. So we're excited for that, right, boys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're excited to check out American Assassin and then Kingsman 2. That's all. <laughs> That's it. That's all that needs to be said. I loved Kingsman 1. Uh, I don't even know. Channing Tatum's going to be in this one, so it's automatically going to be better. And uh, There's, you know. it, It's, it's, it's going to be Kingsman 1 plus Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. I think Antonio Banderas is yeah. in there somewhere. Isn't there a fine lady in there, too? Hall- Halle Berry. Halle Berry is going to be on. Halle yeah. Yeah. There's, it's going to yeah, be, yeah. it's going to be good. I, I'm excited good. for that. I think we're all definitely going to try oh, yeah. to check that out week one. Oh yeah. I wish I had like an indie drama to talk about, but I don't, there's nothing on my radar right now, but keep, keep a lookout for your indie dramas gang too. I work in a lot of indie movies and there's a lot of heart that goes into them. So check, check out those indie dramas. What? Well, cool. I, I, you know, it, it's really good. I think whenever we have a guest, we'll try to do something like this where we get to... I, I, I think it's really cool to get to know a person by some of their favorites. So hopefully you, the the listener out there, ha- has gotten to know Lindsay a little bit based on what she likes to watch. Uh, and don't judge me or hate me too. No, do hard. judge her. Let, <laughs> let us know in the comments what do you think of Lindsay's taste. <laughs> let us know if you think she is horrible oh, or if you think she's smart. Uh, no. what, what I want to talk about now, so you mentioned you're going to the American Assassin premiere out in L.A. Yeah, I am. Uh, you're living out in L.A. now, Does originally from Chicago. You've lived in Iowa. you lived in Kansas. Now you're out to California. Kind and Missouri of, and Florence, Italy. And Missouri and Florence, Italy. Um, now you're uh, you're out working working uh, out there in Tinseltown. So give us kind of like a, like a, like what do you do? Okay. Um... I grew up wanting to be a director. I liked watching all the behind the scenes on DVDs. You know, back in the DVD heyday, you'd be like, oh, behind the scenes. And then I'd watch like seven hours of the director, like talking about what he did or whatever. And I fell in love with that. Uh, I really wanted, I loved movies and TV and I wanted to be able to make, make them myself and uh, make things that people loved as much as I loved the things I watched growing up. So that's what I'm ultimately trying to do. Now, the way that LA works and Hollywood works is for the most part, you work your way up and you put in your time just like anything else. And I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I get a little impatient sometimes, <laughs> but I'm, I can, I can, I can handle it. So, uh, when I started out there, I was primarily PA, PAing. That's a acronym, right? Is that the right word? Acronym? I, I think so. I think so. It's <laughs> acronym. You don't need to know English out in LA. Uh, a PA, which is a production assistant, is essentially the, you know, I'm a bottom feeder, but that's cool. And uh, you just help in literally any which way that anything needs to be done, anything ever, forever and ever. So you're just helping hands. Um, sometimes you're assigned to a specific department. It kind of depends on the, the production, um, what I'm doing, which is what's kind of fun because it's like a different thing every day. Um, it's always changing. But you get to um, be there in the thick of it. And I get to see productions being made. And I love it. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed. Uh, I'm so glad that I pursued my dream. Um, and, you know, honestly, I get asked a lot of times, like, how how long until you get to, like, where do you want to be going? Like, how long until you, like, throw in the towel? Never. I don't want to be a PA for life, but I would be because I love it that much. Um I've kind of recently fell into production designing. I am not even close to being, you know, like 
Oscar <laughs> caliber <laughs> level at it, but I, I enjoy it. And pr- uh, primarily what a production de- designer does, um, depending once again on the level of production, but design, build, make, style, set, everything that you see in a shot that's not on a human being. So everything in the background, um, whether it be the color of the wall or the drapes or the carpet or the robot running around or uh, I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like it depends on the situation. So, yeah, I have um, done anything from just picking out, yeah, the color of drapes to like making a elevator where there isn't one. So um, it's fun. It's fun. It's creative. It's challenging. It stresses me out a lot, (laughs) but I enjoy it. Um, I kind of feel like I've always had that in me a little bit, that my ability to uh, design and create. And I like, you know, design or uh, decorating my house, for instance. So it's not, it doesn't feel like it varies all that much. Um, eh, I mean, a lot, but no. (laughs) It's along the same. It's along the same line. Yeah. So that's what I do out there. Um, I have not worked on too many films yet. Ultimately, that's what I want to be doing. I've only been I've only been out in LA for seven months now. That's really really young. Still, I'm still green for sure. Um, you know, to really get where you're going in LA, you need to give it like a solid ten years, and then be like, okay, am I anywhere close? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, I primarily back in the Midwest, I was working in the industry. I was doing commercials primarily, some TV here and there, and then I've done mostly TV out in LA thus far. This all sounds awesome and fun and challenging <laughs> and exciting and different every day, which is something that just sounds super like it's just a cool just a cool job and I know Seth and I uh, hear a lot of your stories and, and some of the different things that you've been working on is there anything that you've worked on that is that you're able to talk about or that you've worked on in the past that uh, folks would have recognized anything that that folks would have seen something that would have came out that that's the funny thing there's because I am so new um, so like I said I've only been in LA for seven months I've been working in the industry for like what maybe like a year and a half now I think Typically, when stuff is filmed, it takes a solid year plus sometimes to come out. So no, there really hasn't been too much that I've worked on that's came out yet. One of the features I've worked on, um, shot in Kansas City, which is cool because Kansas City's got a budding little film industry there and more and more things are filming there. That's exciting for them. Um, It's a film called All Creatures Here Below, uh, written and directed, or well, not written and directed, written and starred in by David Desmalshin, who... You is a great uh, actor that you've probably seen in a bunch of little things here and there. Um, he is in Dark Knight. He's the one who puts on Rachel's pin. Like, the his pin says, like, who the next victim is. Yeah, he says a, Rachel's name. He's a cop. and He pretends to be a cop. He's pretending he's the one that to be. shoots fake Gordon. Yes. Spoilers for Batman, for Dark Knight if you haven't seen it yet. He's the one that shoots fake Gordon. Yeah. Cool. And then in Prisoners, he's the one that writes all the crazy things on the wall. And then in Ant-Man, he's on Ant-Man's team. He's got the foreign accent. He's like Slovakian or something. So yeah, he's got a good good little roles out there, killing it. And uh, so he wrote and starred in this one. And Karen Gillan is his co-star in that. Karen Gillan, you may know as Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. She's the blue one. Um, she's also mm. in Doctor Who. And she's going to be in Jumanji. She's the redhead in Jumanji. And I'll so, tell you this, she can get it. 
Karen's great. Yeah, she can get it. She so, can get so it. So look out for that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know when it's coming out, but it's on my IMDb page. If you want to go to my IMDb page, that is my one of credit. <laughs> it's under Emma Stone. No. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's about. I don't know. I do want to ask you about that. So I remember the day uh, when I first saw you on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Was that like a fun experience for you oh to see God. yourself on there? It was incredible. And it's, I know it's so, everyone's going to think I'm so lame. I only have one credit on there. Just so you know, you can add your own credits on IMDb. So if I want to get on there and add them all, I could. But um, yeah, dude, I've spent so much of my life, like every time I would watch a movie as a kid, I'd go on IMDb and like look up oh, I like this actor, what else has he been in? Or, like, I recognize her, what has she been in? Or, like, I like this director. And so, yeah, it was a very cool experience. It's very cool. I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It makes me feel like I'm achieving something. I'm, you know, gaining ground towards my dream. So, yeah. That is really exciting. I mean, I, I like seeing my name anywhere. Yeah. So I can only imagine how it must feel to be on something that cool. Yeah, that's the yeah. reason we do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Yeah, it totally is. Um, <laughs> I guess, so for as little sports as I really do watch, I've worked with some decently big athletes that I like to name drop the boys and like, oh, tease please them do. And tease them and make them think like I'm really cool. Which they they don't think I'm very cool. So I worked with uh, Travis Kelsey, who's a Kansas City Chiefs uh, tight, what, end. tight end. Worked with him. He's really cool. Really nice down to earth guy. And then I worked with OBJ, um, <laughs> who, funny little story about how much Lindsay knows about sports. We were on set and like walking around and like talking about the production and they were like, oh yeah, like Beckham, blah, 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 something. Odell Beckham, right? Mm-hmm. That's his name. Odell Beckham. Um, and I was like, huh, this must be like Beckham, like soccer player Beckham's like little brother or like cousin or something like that. And I was like, oh, I better look him up. Like who this guy is. No guys. First of all, they are different races (laughs) in case you weren't aware. Second of all, OBJ is a football player, right? He is a football player. See guys, I know now, but he's also very, very nice, very down to earth. Shook my hand twice because he wasn't sure he shook my hand and needed to make sure he shook everyone's hand. So yeah. That is pretty cool. He seems like a douchey guy, so I'd be surprised. No, he was super nice, very chill, very easy to work with. Uh, yeah. No, he was great. So you got to work with those couple athletes, and that sounds cool. You, you named a couple of the actors you've gotten to work with. I know you're living out in L.A. Have you had, have you had any really, like, uh, big-time, exciting meetups where you've run into a celebrity or anyone that you've seen that's been really exciting that you've kind of geeked out about? Just in, like, real life? Yeah. So not working with them? Well, either or. Real life not working with them. Um, my husband works at Starbucks, and he sees someone about every other day at Starbucks, so he's got way better stories than I do. His Ray J story is one for the <laughs> books. Yeah, we heard the Ray J Yeah, one. maybe we'll say that for an- next time. Next time Dan's in town, he'll tell you guys the Ray J story. Dan's not coming on. We don't like him. <laughs> um, so the other ask. day, I was going to a comedy show, and Justin Long was just eating at a restaurant casually next door. He was with someone who he's for sure related to, because it looked like Justin Long, only a little different. Brandon Ralph. <laughs> oh my God, no, they I do look alike. I think it was like his brother or something. I don't know. So that. What were they eating? Uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> you know what they're eating? Come on, Lindsay. That's what Dang I would know. That's the first sorry. thing I would look at. We're trying to tell stories here. I didn't know what he was. I know. I wish I had better stories <laughs> pad for you. Say it was um, pad time. I I think I passed. Um, what's the actor who plays? He's Scottish. He plays the Scottish cop in Bridesmaids. Chris O'Dowd. Oh, okay. I think I passed him on the street the other day. I was decently sure <laughs> of it. Um, I worked with. Oh, I forgot. I worked with John Mayer. Remember, I worked with John Mayer. Oh yep. yeah, I've ever seen that. Here's the thing, guys. I actually really don't like John Mayer's music, but I have to admit like he was very nice and very cool. And I wanted him to be a douche because I fight people so hard on disliking his music that I wanted to be able to like be like, yeah, see, Andy's a douche. <laughs> but he wasn't. And I told Dan the other day, my husband loves John Mayer, and that's like one of our big rivalry differences. And when he was sound checking, he played the same song like seven times, and I actually really like it. <laughs> I told, admitted it to Dan begrudgingly the other day, and he laughed pretty hard. I think it's like, tell me now. Check out John Mayer's new single, Tell Me Now. Well, there you go. Plug. This isn't a music podcast, but people can go listen to John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I shouldn't be talking about that. I should be talking about acting and stuff. Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, so you've been on several sets. You've met several actors, directors, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any... Any stories, any good, uh, real funny experiences, anything really crazy that happened on set that uh, that you want to share with folks at home? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good question. Funny stories, crazy experiences. Okay, I'm doing all of this anonymously, so I'm not going to tell you what production or who it was or anything like that, okay. right? Because that's not, yeah. So I was working on a project, and my first day, um, I came on, and I knew one of the other PAs, and he was like, just be careful around this producer. And I was like, why? And they were like, well, the other day, one of the grips came up to said producer and was like, so I'm working like Thursday. She was like, are you on the rest of this week? And he was like, yeah. And next week. And she's like, no, you're not. And he's like, yeah, I am. Let me show you the call sheet, pulled it up. And she was like, for sassing me, you're fired. (laughs) And like fired him right then and there. And he was gone. And that was like my first day. And I was like, Oh shit! It's like, okay, gonna stay on my toes. Gonna stay on my toes. It's gonna be fine. Uh, so that was yeah, that was a little bit mortifying. Um, I was also on a project recently where the main star liked to name drop all the celebs that they were best friends with, like all the time, like mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And the best part was he was only really friends with like two celebs, so it was just the same two celebs over and over. <laughs> uh. I worked on something where um, the main star, um, we were like being working on something where we were sponsored by like a beer company. So um, when the star landed and was in said star's trailer, they were like, make sure you bring some of the beer in for this star. And so like I, my fellow PA like ran some beer in there. And it got there, and then they were like, um, no, this star is a recovering alcoholic. There cannot be alcohol in there. The PA was like, oh, and, like, took it out. So just things like, I feel like, and my perception of that was, like, the perception was that since this alcohol was sponsoring this star, said star needed to be like, oh, yeah, I like this beer. But then the reality was, like, the people that really knew were like, oh, no, that cannot be in here. Get that out of here. So it's funny stuff. That is weird. Have you have you done a lot with sponsor? Like, yeah, actually, yeah. You've, you've done a lot. So, 
so when you're doing your uh, production design stuff, mm-hmm. do, have you ever had to like put labels in the background that are definitely going to be in the shot? That whole thing? No, it's more more so the opposite. You always have to Greek everything. I don't know why it's called Greeking, guys. I don't know. Somebody will somebody will chime in on the comments. Tell me why it's called Greeking. Greeking is when you remove the label from something so that you don't get in trouble. Um, no, I well that's not true. Something I worked on recently, I, you have to stage some of it. But the Greeking is way more complicated than just inputting oh, sure. something. Oh, it's worse. It's so bad. Because you're, like, out there with, like, goof off and, like, <laughs> fucking putty knife, like, trying to chisel <laughs> off the labels off of shit. <laughs> goof off. Instead, or, like, or they'll just cover it with tape, which is even worse. I watched something the other day where it's just this big piece of tape. And you're like, that looks like a shit. Or, um, I don't, I remember working on a, a commercial where there was a vending machine in it and we opened up the vending machine and I took a black marker and I had to co- like color the O and Doritos black because you only have to change 20% of it. I don't know why. So like just like the O in Doritos, if it's black, that's like 20% has been changed. So just like weird little things like so that. Doritos are allowed. Yeah, Doritos yeah, are cool. <laughs> but not Doritos. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that little fun stuff is the stuff that interests me the most. Because, you know, when you're watching a movie or a show, you don't think about those little tiny... And there's a hundred million of those things, I'm sure, that uh, someone had to consider, but we don't notice. And so yeah. that, that stuff's always fun for me. Ooh, I do. I worked on something recently that had uh, a fake shovel, and it looked so legit. Because you hit, you hit a talent, uh, an actor, with the shovel. And it looks, you see it standing there, and you're like, that's a shovel. And you go touch it, and it's all foam. So huh. that was really crazy. Um, I visited my friend on set of a show that he works on the other day that has desks in it, and it's all like a mouse pad. Like, the actual desk isn't wood. It's like mouse pad material with wood grain in it. It looks totally legit on camera, but it's because if they tap it, like, it'll make less noise, or, like, they drop a pen on it, it's so it's not, like, ruining audio. So that was fun. Weird. Um, also, something that you would maybe find interesting is that every time... You're rolling on a set and a plane goes overhead. We have to hold for plane for audio. It's like if I've shot a few times by an airport and it's the freaking worst. You can barely get through a take without like the audio being ruined by the plane. (laughs) So they'll be like, over plane. So I'll hold. (laughs) (laughs) You just wait until it's clear and then they tell you to keep going. So So I want to ask you this uh, since I know the answer to it. Have you ever had an experience where you're, you're working on something and you like had a had a screw up or like ruined a take or anything of that nature where you really kind of effed up well as a pa sometimes you're just waiting around a lot and doing nothing and so i know like the biggest culprit is i think facebook videos that start playing or something i don't Mm -hmm. even know it'd be something like that because there are certain videos you can click on and watch and the the volume won't go on or whatever so i've learned how to like turn all my stuff on so like vibrate on silent no Turn the volume down, turn your ringer down, just turn it off if you're worried you're going to fuck up a take, which I've done. Yeah. And it's never fun. I've like walked in and ruined audio. Um, I don't even, I just, the other, the show I was on the other day, I literally like just walked in and started talking and they're like, we're rolling. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh. It's so easy to like let your guard down. It's really, yeah, no, it's pretty traumatizing when you do that i can only um, imagine there's a hundred people staring at you like you done fucked up yeah <laughs> i visited my friend again the other day on set he works on a show on the paramount lot 
Um, so we were on like a legit, I've never really worked on a show on like a legit stage where they like straight up turn the light on and that means rolling and it'll like, when the take ends, it'll go like, bring, like a school bell. That's how you know, like you're good for audio or whatever. And uh, we were laughing like decently near set because I had gone to Crafty. Crafty is what they call the snack table. I had gone to Crafty and I got popcorn and put it in like one of those little popcorn paper bags. And I was laughing. And as I was laughing, my body was shaking and the the bag was making noise. <laughs> we actually had this really funny video of me like yelling at the bag and telling it to shut up. But um, yeah, it's it's scary, especially for me. I told Cody and Seth recently, I will never, ever, I don't think I could feel okay accepting a job on a comedy show or movie for fear that I would laugh and ruin it. Oh, it's the worst, especially when you know you can't. I feel like it's ten times worse. Ah, oh, I can never do it. Mm-hmm. No, no. That would be weird, having to work on the set of something that's intentionally goofy and weird and funny, and everyone is just like, yep, just doing my job here. <laughs> yeah. Like the guys holding the boom mic and just yep. not laughing at all. Not laughing, yeah. If they, if you, and I mean, you've definitely seen takes where like everybody laughs. I feel like you gotta wait for like the directors or the producers, like the big men to break, and then you're like, okay, now I can laugh too, but yeah. So how about this? Weirdest things I've had to do for a job? I had to go buy a pink butt plug recently for a job. Whoa! <laughs> Have you not heard this story? Did you get paid for that job? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just for fun. It's just for me. It's on my own time. Uh, I yeah, I was working on a show um, that also had like a life size vagina costume. That was fun. Um, but yeah, I had to go buy a pink butt plug and rainbow condoms and it wasn't buying it as much as it was calling around to a bunch of different stores to ask if they had a bright pink butt plug. Like, hi, I just really need a bright pink butt plug. Do you have one in stock? Can you put it on hold for me? My name is Regina Falange. <laughs> That's a friend's reference for your friend's friends out there. Um, yeah. That's actually really funny because I know Seth has a similar story. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get a yellow one. <laughs> for a job set? No, it was for pleasure. It was for fun. Too. That was just for fun. That was just for Sethy. Yeah, that's definitely one of the weirdest things I've had to do. Um, I shot this one uh, commercial once where the shower head, we were filming in a shower and it was like a girl in a shower and the shower head wasn't in a place that was good for like the angle of the shot. So they couldn't use the actual shower head. So I had to stand on a stool with a watering pot and pour water on her to make it look like the shower. And it looks legit in the shot. It looks very normal, but it's not. It's me. <laughs> me standing on a stool with a watering pot, pouring water on her. So I thought that was interesting. Human shower. I applied Human for that shower. job. Didn't get it. No? Nope. Didn't happen. <laughs> um... I say copy all the time. So when you're on a set, you're mostly on walkie-talkies. And when someone calls for you and they tell you to do something, you say copy afterwards. And so after a while, like, people on in the industry just say copy, like, to emails or texts or just in conversation. And so I say it at home sometimes. And my husband thinks it's really funny to say paste. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! That does not deserve the laughs you just gave it. No! Guys! Oh, I'm so mad. Shout out to Dan yeah. for a sweet one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's bad, though. It's, like, subconscious. Like, he'll be like, I don't know. Hey, babe, will you preheat the oven? I'll be like, copy. That'll <laughs> be paste. And then he'll, yeah. But he doesn't, like, just say it, like, casual. He, he has to be like, pay. <laughs> just, like, make it really obnoxious. Yeah. Like, that's good. Um, Go, Dan. 
men in in black men in black men in sex scenes wear this thing called the cock sock that's just like a little tight like a flesh colored tight <laughs> and it's just got like a little drawstring and you just tie it around your junk so that's fun it's called the cock sock <laughs> i got two of them you got two cock socks yep i got a drawer full of them because oh my good god <laughs> Oh no! I don't know. What am I missing? You don't want to know. <laughs> oh, no. No. I'm cutting that out. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I agree on that one. I'm keeping it in. Oh my gosh. Uh, Spielberg, Abrams, if you're out there, I'm looking to shadow a director, so uh, hit me up. My phone number is as follows. <laughs> there you go. Two hottest directors in the game right now. Uh, let Lindsay Monday know if you need work. She uh, she's waiting if by the phone. If you need for work, you. not if they need work. If they got work. Oh, if they've got work. Yeah. If they if you need her to work for you. Also, if you're listening to this podcast, please God call us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we would love to to talk to you. Love to pick your brain. Well, uh, Lindsay, again, I want to I want to thank you for coming on the show, being our our, our first guest letting us cut our teeth on a little interview skills and uh, sharing some some insight into the industry, uh, letting the folks kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit. So we definitely appreciate that. Yeah, sorry I talk so much. God. Oh, that's okay. People listen to me enough, they could use another female voice. <laughs> 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 All right, well, we are uh, we're going to wrap it up here for episode eight. Uh, again, continue to follow us on Twitter, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music, as yep. well as YouTube. Uh, 300 plus followers. Uh, so on Twitter. Seth has been killing the Twitter game. Uh, so again, if you're a listener, don't forget to be a subscriber on the other platforms. Uh, what's going on this weekend, Seth? Big, exciting stuff. I know I'm ready. Are you? Oh, yeah. I am i don't think I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're ready for this jelly. Am I supposed to be gone already? Yeah, you're no, you can be, you <laughs> be here. <laughs> So I'm really excited. Seth is not as excited. We're going to go see It this weekend. Yeah. Uh, very, very and highly anticipated Stephen King adaptation. And uh, I won't tell you what it is, but there's going to be a special surprise coming up as it relates to for It. the ride home. Yeah. And specifically the ride home. So make sure you stay tuned for that. You're going to find that on Jared Buckendall's channel. So check that out on YouTube. We're going to link to it in the comments down below. He's been busy seeing a lot of movies lately. You're yeah. going to find a lot of uh, movie reviews on his channel and he just started a new facebook um facebook page so make sure you go and like uh, jared buckendall movie reviews on that site and we're gonna link to that down below as well so make sure you check that stuff out a couple new ride homes that we've done lately yep. hitman's bodyguard and logan, logan lucky, lucky. Uh, both got thumbs up from us so make sure you go check those out next week we are looking at uh emmys mm-hmm. those are going to be coming up we're gonna have an exclusive interview with movie reviewer and good friend of the show, Jared Buckendall. So stay tuned for that stuff. Uh, yep. Potentially some video game TV movie yeah, reviews. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a TV corner for season two of Preacher. And then we didn't get to this week. I saw Brigsby Bear, um, Kyle Mooney, directed and, and uh, written movie. Uh, so I'll talk about that next week too. Great. A lot of fun stuff. Don't forget to hit us up in the comments uh, if you've got topics or questions for us to discuss in future shows. But for now, uh, this has been episode eight. This is Cody Michael for Seth Ott and Lindsay Monday signing off. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.